until 3, right here on ESPN 1520. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student-athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the New York State Public High School Athletic Association. You're listening to the official voice of the UB Bulls, ESPN 1520, WWKB Buffalo, a radio.com sports station. The following is paid programming. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this radio station, its advertisers, or sponsors. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. And of course, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. Hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. I hope that you all uh, are still taking advantage of the employment opportunities that we have uh, at the Community Action Organization. Just wanted to get this plug in uh, for our Head Start, early Head Start programs and our youth, uh, 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 school age uh, uh, adolescent youth programs. We have openings for teachers. We have openings for family partners who are essentially caseworkers. Uh, we have openings uh, across Niagara County and across Erie County. I think we have 42 uh, Head Start sites. Uh, usually we're able to place people pretty close to where they are geographically. Uh, I can't promise that, but that usually is what we are able to do. If you have a degree, you can start as a lead teacher right away. If you don't have a degree, we provide uh, a, a, a 100% tuition to help you to get something called a Child Development Associate uh, Certification, and that would enable you to become a lead teacher uh, in our Head Start program, even if you don't have a bachelor's degree uh, or, or better. So call us if you are interested at 881-5150 on extension 4305. That would be for Tiffany Ingram. 881-5150 on extension 4305, or you can call 881-5150 on extension 4391, and that would connect you to Malaya White. That's uh, 881-5150 uh, on extension 4391, connecting you to Malaya White. Hope to talk to you guys over the course of this week. Uh, we're not in the office right now because uh, although I work on Saturday, I think I'm one of very few who are working on, on Saturday. So you got to call us on Monday. Listen, let's get into our, our subject today. Um, and I just found out not 10 minutes ago that Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the billionaire who is being accused of um, being sort of a sex predator, I guess, you know, with uh, underage uh, 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 women or children um, that he 
actually committed suicide and passed away. Uh, that, I was just told that not 10 or 15 uh, minutes ago. So that's something that we should talk a little bit about in today's program. I really wanted to, to just kind of hit a few other uh, uh, points. One is that the uh, number two intelligence official in the uh, uh, National uh, uh, Intelligence Administration, uh, uh, excuse me, her name is uh, uh, Sue Gordon. She's, she's the principal deputy director of the National Intelligence uh, Agency. She uh, has announced that she's resigning her position leaving on the same day that the current director, uh, uh, Dan Coates, that he's leaving. As we had talked about once before, the protocol within uh, the Justice Department, the written protocol, is that uh, if something happens and a director of the National Intelligence Agency uh, were to uh, leave office, was to resign or uh, for some other reason be separated from, uh, from service, that the uh, uh, pr principal deputy director, of national intelligence would be the person who would step into that role in an acting capacity until the president appointed a new person uh, in that position. But for whatever reason, uh, it appears that Donald Trump didn't like, <coughs> excuse me, this this individual, although that's, that's not what's said uh, in the, the articles, but it does seem to be inferred, um, made, it, made it pretty clear that he was gonna make it difficult for her uh, she wasn't going to be the person he was going to want to have in that uh, acting uh, uh, director role for the national intelligence. She she wrote a letter of resignation uh, to the president uh, that said essentially, I don't know if this was all that was in the letter, but it clearly indicated that she was leaving the uh, her post um, under some some kind of cloud. The the letter says, I offer this letter as an act of respect and patriotism, not preference. So not preference means she was not offering her resignation because this is something that she wanted to do, but something that she felt she had to do. Uh, and then she wrote, uh, you should have your own team. Trump tweeted a little bit later that uh, the director of the National Counterterrorism Center, uh, Joseph McGuire, is the person that he's going to put in as the acting director of the National Intelligence Agency. Uh, but there's just something untoward about this because there is a process that's already in place. It's a, a routine rule-based process uh, that is not being followed. Now, it's the rule-based process that's the reason why uh, we have, um, it's the reason why we have uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, or excuse me, the uh, uh, Robert Mueller saying that he couldn't charge uh, Donald Trump with uh, with crimes because uh, he could Donald Trump could not be uh, indicted while he was the uh, president, the sitting president of the United States. That's a rule. That's not a law. That's a that's a department rule of the office of, uh, of legal. Say again. Oh, sure. Come and get your phone. <laughs> The Office of, uh, of Legal Counsel, uh, that's a rule established for the Office of Legal, or by the Office of Legal Counsel. That's not a rule that exists in law. Thanks. Uh, that's not a rule that exists in law. So if a rule is what decides whether or not you can prosecute or even indict a sitting president, why isn't the rule that says that when the director of the National Intelligence Agency steps down, uh, from their job, for whatever reason, they get separated from their job, 
that the acting uh, principal deputy does not automatically become the acting director of DNI. So that's something that we should talk about as well. Uh, just to show you how much Donald Trump really cares about the people targeted by that racist gunman in El Paso, Texas, that uh, Donald Trump went to visit uh, uh, El Paso, even though lots of people there didn't want him to do so. Uh, he came to visit, you know, tried to get his photo photo ops of being a caring, empathetic uh, president. During the same time period that he was doing that visiting, he issued his his, his immigration uh, customs and enforcement uh, agency uh, implemented a, a, a targeted raid on seven food processing plants across the state of Mississippi, according to the Associated Press. Uh, somewhere in the area of 680 to 700 people were arrested as a result of this uh, a target, a, a targeted set of raids. ICE has known that these companies, these seven companies, uh, had employed uh, dozens of undocumented uh, workers. Uh, ICE chose this wholesale raid series for political impact. More than 350 of the people who were arrested were parents of children who were in school. As a consequence, these children were actually left on the street when they found that their parents had been taken. Uh, two days later, the uh, uh, ICE workers, the ICE administration gave about, uh, I think it's somewhere around 310 uh, of these uh, parents, or three, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, of these parents gave them back uh, 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 to the communities so that they could take care of their children. It is true that these, um, these people had committed uh, a civil violation by entering the United States illegally, but to not plan and provide for, for 350 or more children and leave them uh, literally on the streets hoping that uh, neighbors and other extended family members would take up the slack it's just patently absurd. How in the world could you do something like that? People are, kids are crying in the street on curbs and the ice workers are, you know, running off, you know, with the, with the parents. Just go ahead, man. Exactly. Yeah. The channel and, and, and Frank. Um, so important stuff about who these people are that we've allowed to become the rulers of our country. Uh, Alex Casprack. Uh, 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 wrote an article in Snopes.com magazine that talked about uh, just, and this is just for the record, Donald Trump has been trying to, uh, to convey that he's becoming flexible uh, and pragmatic about gun control, and he's willing to consider some gun control measures. So that's the rhetoric that you hear coming out of Donald Trump's mouth right now. But what we find is that in February of 2017, just a few months after Trump uh, uh, took office, uh, he repealed and an Obama-era regulation that would have made it easier to flag the potential sale of firearms to people with certain mental illnesses, like the shooter uh, in El Paso. In the wake of, of uh, a horrific uh, shooting in Parkland, uh, Florida, in February of 2018, the media at that time began to focus on the Obama-era regulation that Trump had repealed uh, in early 2017. The rule would have given the National Instant 
uh, criminal background check system, which is used for gun sales, access to Social Security Administration data, including the names of individuals receiving certain federal mental health services. The Obama era regulation never went into effect because the Trump administration used a uh, a a rarely used uh, procedure uh, to. It's it's called the Congressional Review Act, uh, which means that it, 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 it during the final days of one administration, rules that were were passed uh, could be rescinded by a simple majority vote in both chambers uh, of Congress during the first 60 days of the new administration. So Trump and Mitch McConnell and his crew jumped on this right away. If that rule had been left in place, it would have prevented an estimated 75,000 people with mental disorders from being able to purchase uh, uh, being able to purchase a firearm. We got a lot that we got to talk about, but I've kind of run through my time. So let me grab Tony real quick and get us going in our conversation. We'll pick up the rest of the stuff as we go along in the course of the program. Tony, how are you doing out there? I'm really saddened by all that has happened since last. Could you imagine last Saturday that we would have had the shootings that night? Could mm-hmm. you have predicted the next day the same thing would have happened? No. That the, these things are, comes up at, at a price to us as uh, citizens. I want to. I mean, if you remember, there was a, and I'm, this is what this is for Mr. Trump. Humpity Dumpity sat on the wall. Humpity Dumpity had a great fall. Mm. All the mm. king's men. Couldn't put humpity, humpity dumpity uh, humpty, together again. Humpty dumpty. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can't say it. But the point I'm making is, when you're at the top, it's easy to fall. And there's going. I I I predict that there will be impeachment hearings, and something will happen during these hearings. But you you were talking about he's the president's main job is to protect the citizens of the United States. Am mm-hmm. I wrong or right? That is the number one thing the president was created to do. Well, guess what the Trump administration did? They downgraded the FBI uh, domestic terrorism group. They took right. the money out of it. They right. they. they 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 downgraded it. They took they it from like twenty million dollars to around three million dollars. Right. Well, now there are only eight agents nationwide mm-hmm. that are working on domestic terrorism. Yep. Could you not see that these things were going to come about during his administration? Yep. I, I, I the ice raid. Why was it that the owners of these uh, chicken places were not held accountable? Why why is it that they were they were never fined or, or threatened with fines by any federal agency? Right. And the, the, the assertion of the ICE people is uh, that we have a excuse me, not the ICE people, the people in Mississippi, the attorney general's office in Mississippi asserted that we have a, a, a record of prosecuting uh, companies that hire illegal aliens and and they're on our list and we intend to get them, you know, uh, uh, and prosecute them for, uh, for for their crimes or their violations. We intend to do this, but they yeah. already did it to the uh, uh, undocumented workers. They already yeah. destroyed their lives. They already destroyed their families. They already destroyed their children's uh, uh, psyche and so on. It's right. just beyond belief. Yeah. Well, do you know who Tony Schwartz is? I know the name. Um, yeah. Well, you should know it real well. Art of the deal. Yeah, Trump's ghostwriter, right. Yeah, he wrote it. And what he said a long time ago, that was that Trump has no effect 
A-F-F-E-C-T. In other words, he's like a blank, blank, staring emotion. Why we call think him Hollow it. Man for just yeah, that think, reason. Yeah, <laughs> think, think of his wonderful speech. You know, I actually heard this on national radio, that his speech on Monday was so magnificent mm-hmm. about condo. Well, do you remember that the after the shootings on on Saturday night, he went out and played golf on Sunday morning? Right, right. Didn't he? This compare that to President Obama's reactions. Mm-hmm. But this guy has. You know what Schwartz said, and he wrote out of the deal. He, Trump has no soul. O-U-L. That's right. He has no empathy for anybody. There's nothing inside of this man. And the only thing he has empathy for is his own children and himself. Can you imagine any president going to a hospital and eight patients saying they don't want to have them visit? Mm -hmm. That's what happened at the El Paso General Hospital. They didn't want them there. They didn't need them. How could you want a president who's part of the problem to try to solve it? He's part of the problem. And then when he heard that there were protests, you know, against his visit, you know, in the streets of El Paso, he goes to his his staff and tells them, I want you to cobble together people here in the hospital and show them applauding me and appreciating uh, my visit, because that was more important to him. Uh, you know, the, the uh, acceptance of him and, and, and him getting lathered with some praise, you know, for coming uh, to El Paso. That was more important to him than the uh, feelings of the people in, in, in El Paso. Well, think about the synagogue in Pittsburgh. The mm-hmm. same thing happened. He and his wife showed up. They were there 10 minutes at uh, some kind of makeshift uh, site, and they left. He, he, he was not wanted. Because he's not—he's not the consoler in chief that President Obama or President Bush was. Last point: Am I crazy thinking that crossing the border illegally is just a misdemeanor? Right. In fact, it used to just be a civil violation, like disorderly conduct. And right. It's only been in 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 the last few years that it has been treated as a a, a very low level misdemeanor. Well, just just think, the Humpty Dumpty or whatever he's called, as a child's rhyme, sat on that wall looking at us and saying, "I don't care about you." Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a dam about anybody mm-hmm. in this country but himself. Yep. And just what when he falls and everything breaks apart, they won't be so willing to be, to be there for him. Right? The Republicans are going to go away from him like you wouldn't believe. Thank you. Have a great after. Great after. All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. You got us off to a good start. Let's take our first break and then uh, get the callers coming in. Uh, our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. We'll see you on our side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 303-888-8888. 
332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. What can you expect at Blended, Buffalo's premier cigar event? How about five premium CAO and Macanudo cigars from the Tinderbox, including the new and rare limited edition CAO Flathead V19 and newest CAO Session? A free rocks glass with cigar holder, sampling from great brands like Elijah Craig, Larceny, Rittenhouse, Hamburg Brewing, and more. A free Iron Vertigo cigar cutter and branded men's toiletry bag. Full lunch with carving stations. Sessions with CAO Master Blender Ricky Rodriguez and Macanudo's Laura Tilly. Local celebrities and much more. Whether you're a cigar aficionado or just love a cigar, drinks, and a great time, Blended has something for you. This Saturday at Buffalo River Works. For tickets and info, go to blendedbuffalo.com. BlendedBuffalo.com All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. There's a place in your heart And I know that it is love much brighter than tomorrow And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry This place you feel there's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space Make a better place Heal the world a glimpse into what the president said to first responders behind closed doors during his, his visit to a hospital uh, in the town that was in mourning. Uh, while 22 families began to plan funerals and wounded survivors still uh, were lying in their hospital beds, the president of the United States said this to a room of emergency workers. I was here three months ago. We made a speech and we had a state. What was the name of the arena? That place was packed, right? I was from Rome. Right? The judges have respected you. I was from Rome. What was the name? I was from Rome. Oh, oh, good. Come here, (laughs) That was some crowd. Thank you for coming. And we had twice the number outside. And then you had this crazy Beto. Beto had like 400 people (laughs) in a parking lot. They said his crowd was wonderful. You heard him and just think, you know, young men, women, children were trying to heal uh, in hospital beds feet away from him. And he wanted to talk about himself 
and the crowd size at one of his rallies. Monday, when the president addressed the nation reeling off the deadly weekend, uh, in a prepared teleprompter speech, he called for political unity. But in the past four days, the president has attacked or insulted at least a dozen people or groups, uh, either using Twitter or a microphone. And in the hours between hospital visits in Dayton, Ohio and El Paso, Texas, he couldn't stop himself from launching insults at 35,000 feet uh, up uh, using Twitter against the, the former vice president, ripping media coverage and turning the attention back to himself. So let's start there with CNN's Caitlin Collins, who is live. I mean, this is just beyond belief. This it, this is not like you have to get evidence that this is what's going on with this fellow. How is it that he is even being considered as someone who is uh, worthy of being the president of the United States. Now, I realize that impeachment talks about high crimes and misdemeanors, but the history of how impeachment legislation has been used in this country, you don't have to be specifically uh, uh, accused of breaking into uh, somebody's office uh, office, and, you know, taking a, 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 a screwdriver and opening up their, uh, uh, their file drawers and so on. You could be accused of high crimes and misdemeanors in the context that you are such a lecherous, immoral, debased person that we just don't want you as the president of the United States anymore. And I think that's what Elijah uh, Cummings, you know, that's where he's coming from. Uh, that's where you're hearing uh, a lot of people in Congress uh, who are talking about uh, the, the need to impeach this president. That's where they're coming from. Just what kind of person thinks like this? But Serious mental defect. Exactly. Maybe that should be the, the our way our, our off ramp. We just accuse him of being uh, ill, and that you know it's just time for you to go to uh, uh, some medical process. You know to Bellevue. To, <laughs> Bellevue. That would be great. Let's get Mark on in Buffalo and get his thoughts. Mark, I, I don't know how you how you take it. <laughs> time to go to the home. You know, he says he condemns racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. Well, if that's true, there goes his campaign. Yeah. And uh, more than four lone wolves are called a pack, mm -hmm. which means organized terrorism in the United States. Yep. And I just want to leave you with this, Nathan. We better remember history. You know, he's got his brown shirts in, the, in uh, immigration and ICE. Mm -hmm. He's got them. So we better remember history. This has happened before. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's the I forget the uh, uh, the author of this quote, but he basically said something to the effect of, you know, they came for the blacks. They came for the browns. They came, you know, for uh, uh, the Jews, I think. And then he, he did that. They didn't react. And then they came for me. Where uh, where are the Jews? I don't hear anything. Yeah. This has happened to them. Where are they? You know, so I, I think that, you, that that they're there. At least I hear them in some of the circles that I walk in. But you don't hear them in the uh, the public media. They own the media. Right. Where so, are they? So you would think that you would hear their voices in the media. No, they're putting out his propaganda. Yep. Yep. 
it's almost like they're, they're just so concerned that the well, as, as long as he doesn't come at me, the money, you know, and that, of course, your know, money can also be it. Right? That's the same thing with NPR. They're so worried. Remember Obama? Obama would never touch their money, so yep. they attacked him relentlessly. Yep. Now that they got Trump in, they have to praise him because they know he'll take their money. Yep. And Obama gave them complete, you know, autonomy. He didn't make them a political. Uh, extension of him at all, they could say things that Obama didn't agree with. He still made sure that their money showed up, you know, every quarter or every uh, half year or whatever it was that was their funding cycle. And he, would, I, he would make sure that happened. And I listen to NPR, and it's always, well, uh, it's always, well, if this way, but what if that way? And it's always, it always ends up with, well, he could be right. What they do is they, they, they always treat the conservative, if that's the right word, uh, right-wing position. The false equivalency. Right, as if that's the normal, that, that's the standard. And then whatever you're saying that's different than that, you're sort of abnormal off the, uh, the, uh, the mainstream. The false equivalency and the whataboutism. Yep. And you know what that is? That's Fox. Yep. That's and it. Fox News, I mean— yeah, they they got a good hustle going on though, right? Because they have these nice reruns, you know, of uh, of television programs that you know we haven't seen for twenty or thirty years. They they have uh, sports programs on that are you know high quality sports programs, and so people think of Fox News. Uh, yep, Fox the network. They they think of Fox as a uh, a, a quality. You know, media brand. And a lot of movies have Fox Entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what Matt was talking about, Fox Entertainment. And, uh, you know, because of that, there is now a sort of an internalized uh, automatic acceptance of Fox as, as legitimate. But when you listen to Fox News, Fox News is not the same as Fox Sports. It's propaganda. <laughs> exactly. It's right wing. It's, it's Trump propaganda. And, you know, El Paso put the lie to the good guy with the gun. Mm. You know what yes. I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Put put the lie to that. And, and and that is a really, really good point. One of the things I wanted to talk about, Mark, uh, while we, since you, I got you you and me for just a couple of minutes, uh, is how this, this uh, the erosion, in my view, of the Fourth Amendment is being used uh, in order to be able to uh, effect mass arrest and mass incarcerations of people who, if you just visibly looked at them, you'd have no reason to, 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 to make a, uh, any kind of a decision about stopping that person. So, for example, you know, stop and frisk is discretionary. You know, how do you decide who you're going to stop and who you're going to frisk? It's based on whatever the police officers feel about something. And so what we end up with is this very wide disparity in the people that get caught up and stop and frisk in the same way that you get racial profiling on uh, undocumented uh, immigrants in this country. How do you make a decision about who you're going to uh, uh, check on as to whether or not this person is a undocumented or a documented person? The decision is made for them yep. at the top. Yep. That's where the decision is made. Like I told you, he has his brown shirts. Mm -hmm. His brown shirts are ICE and immigration. And, and they, they stand by him 100%. And, and the proof of that, and, and, and not just the proof of that, the proof that that cadre or that kind of person 
has been a significant part of the uh, Customs and Border Patrol operation and the Immigration and Customs and Enforcement operation. Many of our police departments, you know, across uh, the country, our prison guard, you know, populations, that th- th- this has been a, a, a large segment of uh, uh, those cohorts is that when, when ICE interdicts somebody or, 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 or attacks a, a city like the cities in, in, in Mississippi that they just uh, did this week and picked up 680 or so people that they arrested from seven plants uh, in, in Mississippi, the fact that you did this knowing that these people had children and you didn't provide for what you were going to do with those children. If you took these parents away, you're going to have six, seven, eight, nine-year-old children just sit, literally sitting on the street. How could you not have planned for that if you cared anything at all about the humanity of these people? Because they don't. And, so, and I mean, that's just right there. Remember, Mark- remember what happened in the, remember what happened in the South? The, the South Never, never. They lost the war, but they never lost the war. Right. That's the same thing. They they lost the battle, but they didn't lose the war. Right. But they kept the war going. Yep. They never. They Hitler and Mussolini never in this country never lost the war. Yep. They the the right wing kept it going. They still got the Third Reich stuff going to this day. You can see it. Yep. You can see it. You can see it in ice, and you can see it in the right wing. They never let it go. Yep. All right, Mark. I'm going to grab Ron pretty quick. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Talk to you uh, during the course of the week. Let's get Ron on and cheat to walk and get his thoughts. Ron, how you doing, man? Okay. It's a strange week, right? (laughs) You know, that, um, well, I understand, too, is that these Border Patrol people, uh, to a degree in this administration, even going back further into the Obama and Bush administrations, they don't they subcontract out a lot of stuff to, you know, people, these these kind of rednecky, kind of almost quasi militia types, like the, uh, the uh, uh, Eric, like the Eric Prince Blackwater type people yes. in in they, Iraq and, or and Afghanistan. Those are the problem. I mean, you can see, uh, boy, it's kind of conspiracy theory, but you can see how this could be the base of kind of like the SA in the United States if Trump wants to. I don't know declare himself president for life or something. There's tens of thousands of these people here that have been recruited. You know, they're unreconstructed, you know, kind of white nationalist types and, and, and real uh, extreme ideologues. And, you know, it, it's scary. And then you see at the top levels of the government here, all the old line, even these are, a lot of these people are very right-wing types, too, but the Dan Coatses and this woman that just is going to quit, these are not, you know, left-wing, pot-smoking, Berkeley-type hippie professors. These are good, old-fashioned-type conservatives, who, but to maybe have some adherence to, you know, the Constitution right. and, and system. The, these and are law. the people that, that, that hollow man, Donald Trump, refers to as the deep state. Yeah, and these well, these are the yeah, these are the people that that at least have some affinity for a representative government. You get to wonder he's, he, these people are leaving in droves. They have for the two and a half years, and, mm-hmm. and again, the conservative types, not just the liberal ones, the conservative. And this makes you wonder is he's he's he going to he's setting up a bunch of cronies, people who would do he, all he's going to do is ask him to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you see it manifest most uh, prominently in the the bar appointment to the attorney general. 
but this is now across the whole national security structure now, and it's getting it's getting to the point where you know it makes you wonder. You've got these rednecky type paramilitaries in in uh, uh, border and control and in some of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, key lower level positions, and then you got these cronies at the top level that are going to just if Trump says to go out and murder a thousand people, they seem to be uh, you know you know they they might just do it without question. Just it's kind of making right. you wonder. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the worrisome thing. What what Trump is exposing is not that Trump himself is such a seditious, horrible human being, which he clearly, uh, at least in my view, is. But he's also exposing the fact that there are people that like what Trump is about that now have a forum where they can exact their preferences, their attitudes. They can they can act them out now uh, under the cover that Donald Trump uh, provides for them. Right. And that's what Fox News, again, you yeah. know, the, 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 the same uh, 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 sort of process, you know, is underway. And so, you know, you would hope that let me give you an example. I grew up in the Perry Projects uh, and, you know, you had like the, the projects and you had the places that were houses and so on. And, you know, you had that dichotomy between the police and, and those who were, you know, not, you know, the same community as the police. But I remember I got uh, 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 lost one day. I found, my, found myself on South Park and, and Elk Street. A police officer comes by, even though my life experience at age seven was not positive, you know, about police. But this guy came by, asked me what was going on. I told him what was happening. And he put me in his car and he drove me to my home in the Perry Projects. Mm-hmm. Talked to my mother. You know, they hugged, you know, shook my hand, you know, and, and then he went on about his way and whatnot. Even though he was from the community of people that in my adult life, I would have thought these are the last people I would expect would help me. Mm-hmm. But this guy did because he was a police officer. He was a public servant. It's, it's that spirit that I, that I get concerned about, that the people who see themselves as civil servants, that's why they got into being a police officer or a, fire, a fireman or a, uh, a librarian or whatever it was, they saw themselves engaged in public service. And it seems like this is what's being eroded uh, in this country so that we end up with these what... what uh, um, uh, we were just talking about a little earlier, you know, these brown shirts, you know, that that, that, that becomes the, um, the, the what's getting lifted up, you know, in the civil service in our country. Well, yeah, the militarization of the police, in a sense, too, and that, uh, you know, uh, they're being given all these heavy, you know, almost military type weapons. And there's this, there's always been, I think, a feeling that us and them with the police, I suppose it's natural, you know, because the same that the people get stopped for a traffic ticket and they start yelling at the police. I mean, this is across all lines, racial lines. and that. So I meant there's always been that to a degree, but I see it more and more from the few police officers that I've known here is that it's almost feeling like they're these guardians of, you know, they've got a, this ideological feeling now that they're the guardians of truth and justice now, judge, jury, executioner kind of thing. That's why I think you're starting to see more, and that's because of the whole ideology that swung to the right in this country, mm-hmm. that they're being told, you know, uh, they're being kind of uh, told by the power structure that you're the only people to, to present prevent 
uh, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a left-wing, non-American, anti-patriotic, anti-whatever, taking over the uh, the country, and it and it, it uh, and the combination of that and the fact that they have to face at the same time, they have to face budget cuts, cuts in personnel, the whole thing, I think, has created this kind of of you know, my first loyalty to me. It, First loyalty is to my fellow officers rather than to the community by I swear to protect, and that's that's a shame. You know, it really that that that's part of the whole thing too. I think it's why you, I think it's why you're seeing an increase in these confrontational situations and it, between police and civilians. Yeah, and so you know we won't be able to do much on this. I just wanted to get this thought in real quick. You know, the Fourteenth Amendment, or the, excuse me, the Fourth Amendment speaks to the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures, not to, uh, uh, which shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, frame up that word, probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. And what I'm puzzled about is, we have virtually a religion going on in this country about the Second Amendment, about being able to get bazookas and, you know, aircraft carriers and tanks and surface-to-air missiles. You know, you can buy all of that stuff so that you can wage war, that you could wage war against your own government. That there's a religion, you know, that's that, that has evolved in this country about that. But where's the hue and cry about trampling upon the cherished right the Fourth Amendment that was fought for and expressed in the in, in the Fourth Amendment, that was one of the principal things that the founders of this country fought this war over in the first place. Well, yeah, the First and the Fourth Amendment, the, the right in this country gives short shrift to the First Amendment to a degree, but also to the Fourth Amendment. In fact, these justices, these Federalist Society people that they're, that they're stacking the course with, they don't even believe in the right of privacy in the Constitution. I don't know how anybody reading the Fourth Amendment cannot believe the right to privacy, reasonable search and right. seizure, and all that other kind of stuff. Now, they're trying to point out, well, it doesn't say electronic, you know, because they didn't have those. Who right. could have foreseen that? But how can it anybody read the Fourth Amendment and not say it's as important as the First Amendment and that it does not give the right to privacy in, in to people from unreasonable search and seizure and unreasonable wiretapping, bugging, surveillance, find of trying to figure out what books you're reading, mm-hmm. what movies you're seeing. I mean, that how can you read the Fourth Amendment and not say that we're violating that with this national security state? I mean, yeah. going back to the to Hoover and the COINTELPRO and Operation Chaos and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff that they've done, that's all violating the Fourth Amendment. But these these judges they're appointing don't believe there's any such case that they believe it's there's no uh, uh, standing at all. If the government uh, uh, wants to, they can just look at anything you do and watch and put you on a list. It's terrible. So I'm hoping that we we do more talking about this. But I got to run, Ron. I got to take our last break. Thanks. Uh, So Rambo, Jim, hold on for just a second. We're going to take our last break and then we'll get back into our subject. We'll see you on the side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? 
the CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hey Buffalo, the entries are in. Now go vote for the Ugliest Garage Door. Hamburg Overhead Door's Ugliest Garage Door Contest voting ends August 18th. Vote at WGR550.com. Get to 911 Robbins Drive in Niagara Falls for a used equipment swap and sale on August 18th from 10 till 4. Bring your players used equipment and participate in a free skills clinic hosted by Jason Hill of Hills Hockey Development. Visit HydeParkIcePavilion.com for more information. Want to take more of your favorite music, news, sports, and podcasts with you on the go? Download the free radio.com app today on your phone or connected device. Or listen live on your smart speaker anytime, anywhere. This is Buffalo's ESPN 1520. Russell Wilson here with Play 60, United Way, and the NFL are helping kids play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids! To get involved, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Donate! Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course! Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN Trump's unhinged tweet barrage, we got to watch the mayor of Dayton find out in real time that Trump had tweeted about her, read the tweet, and tried to figure out what the hell he was talking about. Just left Dayton, Ohio. It's, yeah. you had uh, two tweets. Don't blame me. Totally misrepresenting what's in this. What does the tweet say? I don't, I mean, like, I, I'm really confused. We said he was treated, like, very well, so. <laughs> I'd love to hear what was... I don't know what they're talking about misrepresenting, so... Oh, well, you know. He lives in his world of Twitter. You know, it's such a relief to see a politician have a normal human reaction to Trump's tweets. Usually, you either get Republicans making excuses or Democrats justifiably angrily denouncing them. But it's rare to see someone in real time just be like, What? <laughs> I, I... What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... 
guess somebody put something in his amazing nose. I... But in that press conference, Whaley and Brown did offer some justified criticism of Trump that had nothing to do with the hospital visits. Brown, for example, said Trump would never act on gun violence because he and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell are, of course, beholden to the NRA. Republicans for, for years now have dug in and done the bidding of the NRA. The, the National Rifle Association, the gun lobby, gives millions of dollars to Republican candidates and spends millions and millions against Democrats like me that have, that have get an F from the NRA, that have stood up to the NRA. We can't get anything done in the Senate because Mitch McConnell and the President of the United States are in bed with the gun lobby. That's true, but the only quibble I have is with the metaphor, I don't think Trump ever goes to bed. I think he spends all night wandering around the White House lawn <laughs> looking for reporters to yell at, where are you, Jake Tapper? And so that's just really interesting. It's, it's also interesting that we got four callers hanging on right now. We had like only one or two with you know for the first uh, two segments. So we're only gonna get like a, a couple minutes per, per call, but let me get Rambo Jim on. He's been holding on for quite a while. Rambo, how you doing out there? All right, hey, good Nathan, to hear from uh, you. I don't, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I always like talking to you. We don't agree, but that's all right. This is America. We, we're not, we don't have to agree. We agree with each other. Fortunately, the Founding Fathers gave us that right. Yep. Hey, let me ask you a question. Now, I want to, let's look at this objectively. If you go back to when Obama first got elected, one of his very first projects besides Obamacare was that thing where he tried to start his own uh, separate police force, which got shot down. And we can argue, was it good or was it bad? He got shot down. But you didn't, you had no fear of his privacy. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Obama never tried to start a... Yeah, he did. He, he, was, he wanted, he said this, he said it, that he wanted to start some type of a police force. Basically, people on my side of the fence were saying he wanted to start his own police force to enforce what he wanted to do. But I don't remember any of you guys Jim, on the left Jim, crying I, about I, I, that. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that you're, you're responding to something that some Fox News propagandist said because the federal government, by statute, cannot be the police force. That's, that's not their responsibility. That's not something that President Obama would have even considered because it has nothing to do with his job as the president. So that, that, just, that just could not... That just could not be. Now, if you want, I will search it out, and next week I, I, I've written it down. I, I'll see if there was any reference to that and where the references come uh, come from. But I'm sure you're picking it up from some site like Stormfront, you know, or Reddit or someplace like that. But that's just patently not true. Obama never yeah, tried to start it. You're talking about brown shirts and everything, but nature has to take its course. You know, I've noticed when I where I work out, big strong black guys want to talk to big, strong white guys. Now, why is that? Because they don't want to waste their time talking to these skinny, little, bird-chested, fool white guys. They want to talk to some white guy that looks like he can handle himself. You know why? Because nature has to take its course. The strong will always rule. It's been that way since Cain murdered Abel. So are you saying that in our majoritarian uh, 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 democratic republic that we should accept that whoever are the strongest people, they get to walk on and rule over the people that are perceived to be weak. That, that's what you're saying? The no, what I'm saying, that's not exactly what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is if you look at history, the strong always lead the way because they are strong. Like when I was in the Army, I'll give you an example. The, the, one weapon, the heaviest weapon was the M60 machine gun. 
the M60 machine gun, without fail, every single time, went to some big black guy that you'd see like in a Hollywood movie, or some big white guy spent his whole life working on the farm, lifting up bays of hail, and when he wasn't lifting up the hay bales, he had his own gym in the barn and he was pumping iron. The, the biggest and the strongest guys carry the heaviest weapons. Why is that? Right, but but I'm I'm not I'm not following. Donald Trump is not. You want a, a world where the weak rule? It's never going to Do, be. That Donald way. Trump is a weak person. What what is what what, what are you talking about? That that doesn't make he, any sense. He was strong. He was the only one smart enough and strong enough to figure that when you shut down sixty or seventy thousand factories, he was the only one to figure that out. That that alone and people swarming over the border, those two issues could get, make him president of the United States. He's the only one smart enough to figure it out, Nathan. Nobody else but him. Okay, I'm I'm going to leave that there, Jim. We'll, we'll talk we'll talk more about this next week. Okay, uh, <laughs> let me get Frank in Niagara Falls on. And Frank, be polite the best that you can. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did my deep breathing exercises. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. I mean, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was in a wheelchair. He was the ruler of the United States for like almost 16 years. What are we talking about here? I don't know. But, you know, know, since he brought it up, I've had it with these Make America Great Again degenerates. You know, this morning I, I volunteer my free time to give a disabled people and my friend with MS Professor Rebecca, mm-hmm. a ride to the local supermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, and because she can't walk that good with a cane, and, you know, I let her off in front of the store. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy in the car behind me with the red cap started swearing at us, even mm-hmm. though he could have just pulled around. Yep. And, you know, and I lost it, Nathan. I he saw felt it. so I entitled. Right. Oh, he, was, he was a big guy, you know. He was a big guy all pumped up, you know. Mm. And, 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 you know, because he made Rebecca have a panic attack, mm-hmm. and he backed down and ran away. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess these degenerate Trump supporters are, are not so tough without their assault weapons and oxycontin. Mm. Mm, mm, but mm. but anyways, the the reason I called is I want to start a new conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. You know the last the, the last thing the sex deviates, the Trump people, and the elite clientele was wanted was uh, for Jeffrey Epstein to go to trial. Mm-hmm. You remember the movie The Godfather? Conciliary. Tom Hagen goes to the prison to talk to Frank Pangeli. Yep. To explain the benefits of suicide. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know, maybe the the corporate news media will keep giving Trump so, a pass. So, so, this is going to become he's going to become the Vince Foster, you know. So instead of it being Hillary Clinton killed Vince Foster, it's going to be that uh, Donald Trump's people killed uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein to to keep the, the the word out about him Trump being involved in uh, in sex capades with young girls and so on. This is just nuts. Yeah, I, I believe that more than I believe a rich guy committing suicide mm. for, for no reason, you know. Yep. But, uh, you know, Republicans cross the line in so many ways, you know, all the way down to the local level. So yep. I guess we just, you know, have to keep our uh, our wits about us and not, not lose our temper. As but Willard really says, keep, we got to keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. All right. Thanks, Frank. Uh, is it uh, Kevin in Pendleton? Let me get Kevin real quick. Kevin, how you doing out there? Hey, Alita here. You you 
from the hood, man? I didn't know that. I, like, uh, 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 there's, course, there's, uh, see, Kevin, uh, Kevin, the like, reason why you don't know is because you don't listen. I talk about who I am in my background all the time. But because you have all of these things that you have in your head, these mythologies, Come on, man, you know, these, these assumptions you, that you have about people. Come on, man. You know, I'm just leaving with you, but I know. You know, but anyway, I like, I like how you're bringing that Stevie Wonder piece, a classic man, my Sherry Moore. Oh, man, yeah. That but brings you know, back memories, a, doesn't it? Yeah, man. But it, but actually, I hear there's a cover for it now. It's appropriately for your show. You want to hear it? Yeah. It says, My Clinton no more. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein ain't no more. <laughs> Okay, that, I think that's a Grammy Award winner right there. <laughs> you think so? I'm yeah. going to press, man. I'm going to release my CD you, on that. Man. You got I a shot. No you got Jeffrey a shot. Epstein ain't no more. <laughs> if there's anybody breathing a sigh of relief as the Clintons, huh? Okay, brother, you have a great week. <laughs> All right, take care, Kevin. Appreciate you, man. Let's get John on in Rochester and get his thoughts. John, now please don't sing to us, okay? <laughs> You know, I, I hate to say this. That didn't sound too bad. I was, I'm telling you, I, I offered him a Grammy. I thought it was a pretty good try. <laughs> well, i got to tell you, you and I will agree on one thing. I like what I saw Thursday night with the Bills. Wasn't that sweet? Yes. That's the yeah. first time in years that I felt that Buffalo was really in control of both its offense and its defense. Now, I know you're going to still lose games here and there and whatnot, but they just looked like they were in control of themselves. There was an actual deep. science, right? And they're deep, also, which yep. I liked. Uh, Chad Kelly looked good for Indy, but uh, yeah, you know, I wanted to talk about the the gun violence and whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I, we've talked about it before, and you've agreed with me to a certain extent. Uh, but I'm going to bring it up again: the uh, violence that's portrayed in the movie entertainment industry. Uh, it's just out of control. Um, I'll just name me. I remember watching a film where uh, some guy goes into a church congregation, massacres uh, every congregation. Person in that congregation was an automatic uh, weapon and knives. And uh, you know, then Tom Cruise, uh, mm-hmm. some of his movies, uh, Matt Damon, whatever. In fact, there's a crew. I like Tom Cruise. There's a Cruise movie called Collateral. I don't know if you ever saw it with Jamie Foxx. I know exactly like, what you're talking about, but just in terms of where we're, we're going here, I, I, I know that, that, that the Trump people, you know, it's, it's the usual, you know, uh, uh, d- divergent res- response to something that has a more direct response need. You know, instead of talking about the fact that we have almost three times as many guns in the hands of gun owners as there are people who are gun owners. Instead of talking about that and talking about why we have this cultural orientation uh, towards guns and lethality as a way to solve our problems, instead of talking about that, we start blaming this stuff on mental illness, we blame it on uh, uh, movies, we blame it on uh, video games, but other countries have movies, other countries have video games, and other countries have people who are mentally ill. And they don't have anywhere near. John, just work with me on this. This is just facts. This is a fact. Japan has about 160 million people in Japan, about half the size of the United States. In 2008, Japan had eight homicide uh, uh, incidences by gun. In 2009, that 
incidents went up by 20, up to, to 23. They virtually shut down the uh, uh, cultural, cultural criminal justice system in Japan and made everybody try to come to terms about what was going on in our country, that we would have 23 homicides in the same year in our country, gun, gun homicides. And then, of course, Canada, again, not as good as Japan, but much their, their uh, homicide rate per capita is less than half the homicide rate that we have per, per capita in this country. My point is that when you look at the laws in Japan, and I'm not saying that we have to do our laws the way that they do it, but their laws are really draconian. It, you have to have a license to carry a sword. You have to have a license to buy bullets, even if you don't have a gun. You have to have a separate license to buy bullets, you know, and so on. But John, we won't be able to talk about this. The clock kind of caught up on us. But we'll talk about this more next week. But I want us to really focus on this issue. We've got to start looking at why this stuff is occurring, not, you know, trying to figure out why we can justify, you know, that we still have these guns. But why do we have this gun culture, you know, in this society? So thanks, man. I really appreciate you bringing that up. We'll talk about it more next week. And thank you all out there for listening to us and supporting us here at Think Again. Think Again. We'll see you all next week. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at the same time for more Think Again. to the official voice of the UB Bulls, ESPN 1520, WWKB Buffalo, a radio.com sports station. Listen, laugh, and learn. The best radio on the radio. Saturday mornings from 7 to 9, KB Radio, the way it used to be. Well, kind of. Dr. J. Richards Family and Friends, sponsored by Upstate Chevrolet and the Upstate Auto Group of Attica. Low prices, great selections, and friendly service. Dr. J. Richards Country Sunshine Radio Show, Saturday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1520, KB Baby. Hey, Buffalo, the entries are in. Now go vote for the Ugliest Garage Door. Hamburg Overhead Door's Ugliest Garage Door Contest voting ends August 18th. Vote at WGR550.com. Andro 400 Max, man, that's a game changer. You know, I don't eat as much as I used to, and I don't miss it, and I don't feel deprived. I've lost 37 pounds, and a spare tire around my waist is gone. I mean, it's gone. Plus, I've got a lot more energy. You know, I couldn't be happier. Now, listen to what Bill said about Andro 400. I have tried all kind of different things to lose weight for years, and this thing is crazy. I've lost 20-something pounds. This is the best product I've ever tried. I don't get the urge anymore for sweets. It's amazing. Guys, do you want to curb your appetite, lose fat, and feel great? Then try Andro 400, the natural testosterone booster that melts belly fat. Call 1-888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, or go to andro400.com. 
andro400.com. Hey, Buffalo, Jim Rome here. You can catch me every weekday from noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Bill's Mafia, I see you working. You know I've got your back. Bring your A game. Call in. Join the program. Let the rest of the jungle hear from you. That's the Jim Rome Show weekday afternoons, noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. The following is paid programming. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this radio station, its advertisers, or sponsors. It's time for Car Connection, your mid-afternoon get-up-and-go automotive calling program with your host, Motormouth Niall Jenkins. Motormouth invites you to sit back, relax, and pick up your telephone while you join him for an awesome time of great car care tips and honest answers to your automotive maintenance and repair questions with professional and friendly advice to save you time, money, and a few bloody knuckles. This week's edition of Car Connection on ESPN 1520 AM is being brought to you by our good friends at Clinton Collision Auto Glass and Service, Buffalo, New York, Curtis Auto and Truck Repair, and Corrosion Free Rust Protection Center, Cheektowaga, New York. Well, here he is, host of Car Connection on ESPN 1520 AM for almost a decade, Nile Motormouth Jenkins. Motor mouth, motor mouth. Faster than lightning, no one you see is smarter than he. And we know motor mouth lives in a world full of wonder, flying there under, under the car connection workshop. Everyone loves the king of his car connection workshop. Never so kind. Motor Ralph, Motor Ralph, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Motor Ralph lives in a world full of wonder, flying there under, under the car connection workshop. Well, good afternoon and welcome to this week's live edition of Car Connection right here on ESPN 1520 AM. Great to be part of another summer.